You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If, 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 if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, blue this, this is the pod, is for, the pod you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So the Knicks dropped their fifth straight after losing San Antonio um, in San Antonio Thursday. Spurs took the lead in the first quarter and led the rest of the way. Basically out-hustling, out-muscling the Knicks for much of the game. They The Knicks did get a 41-point form, performance from Julius Randle. Emmanuel quickly, uh, he had 36 points in this game. Um, but that was really much it when it came to offense production for the Knicks. Evan Fournier, who actually did get off the bench in this game, he was the only Nick to score in double figures with 11. Meanwhile, the Spurs got into the paint at will against the Knicks. Um, it was kind of odd to watch a team operate so much in the mid-range and in the in the paint. You don't see that as much in the NBA nowadays with so many teams shooting threes. But the Spurs were getting really good floaters, really good looks around the 10 to 15-foot area. And they were just killing the Knicks all night. Kellen Johnson, who's uh, one of the better mid-range players in the league, he had 30 in this one, Romeo Langford. Uh, scored a career-high 23 points. The Spurs shot 51% from the field and out-rebounded the Knicks 48-38. to 38. So, Tommy, what went wrong in San Antonio for the Knickerbockers? Yeah, for me, it, it really, you got to start talking with the defense. Listen, 115 points is, isn't terrible. Um, Knicks scored 115. You know, that'll get you, you know, a win on, on many nights and at least having contention. Um, giving up 122 points to a Spurs team. Um, and listen, we'll talk about the fact that the Knicks were without point guard Jalen Brunson, obviously um, a major factor. Without R.J. Barrett, they were down two starters. But it's also worth noting that the Spurs were without Devin Vassell, who's their second yeah. leading scorer, um, leading three-point shooter, uh, their best wing. Um, and listen, <laughs> the Knicks are the last team that can complain about injuries because we, as we know, uh, Nuggets without Jokic, Warriors without Steph Curry, Sixers without Embiid, and on and on and on and on we can go. Um, Knicks have definitely benefited from playing other teams without their top dogs. Um, so they, you know, uh, despite the fact that they were without Brunson and um, uh, Brunson and Barrett, uh, they, this is a game they still need to get the, the – to get a W to, to end the losing streak. Um, and yeah. again, for me, it starts with defense and that's, that, that's the issue. You know, it looks like we had talked about during the eight game losing uh, the eight game winning streak that the Knicks had developed an identity. They were going to compete on the defensive end. Um, and, you know, they were, they, they may not outscore you every night. They may not, you know, we put up tremendous offensive numbers, but they had finally figured out 
you know, some type of uh, defensive strategy uh, rotation that that kind of worked, um, you know, mm-hmm. alongside each other, you know, guys moving on a string and, and just being connected defensively. Um, and that obviously resulted in success, an eight game winning streak during this five game losing streak. The Knicks are allowing one hundred twenty five point six points per one hundred possessions. Um, that's the worst in the NBA by far. Um, to put that number in context, there are only two other teams in the league that are averaging more than 120 points per 100 possession. That's the awful Lakers and the aforementioned Spurs. Um, so, you know, that that speaks to how poorly the Knicks have been consistently throughout this five-game losing streak. They've given up at, at least 113 points in all five contests um, and just haven't shown that fight, haven't shown that commitment, haven't shown that intensity on the defensive end that was responsible for their, um, their eight-game winning streak. And now here we are, five losses in a row, all the way back to 500, and uh, things looking ugly for New York right now. Yeah, right now the Knicks are playing like a team that doesn't have an identity. During that winning streak, we saw them really lock up and really look like they had found their way on the defensive end of the floor. In those wins, they gave up 94 to the Warriors, only 106 to the Pacers, 91 to Chicago. Um, They had one game, they gave up 120. That was an overtime game. But 99 to the Kings, 102 to the Hornets, 89 to the Hawks, 81 to the Cavaliers. I mean, some of those numbers are like 1980s, 1990s kind of numbers. And when you play defense at that level in this league, you know, with the offense that a lot of these teams have, including the Knicks, you're going to win a lot of ball games, And they won eight in a row. That defense has completely disappeared. I know there's been some injuries during that time, but uh, to be quite frank, it's not like uh, Jalen Brunson is uh, one of the better defenders on this team. Um, I, think, I don't think R.J. Barrett's had a good defensive year really much of this season. So um, it's not like you're, you've lost you know, two defensive aces during this time, and yet the defense during this uh, losing streak has completely fallen apart. As you mentioned, all these games, uh, maybe you can make a case the Dallas game, they played well defensively for 47 minutes, but besides that, every one of these games, the, the defense was not even close to the, to the level it had to be to win. And I think sometimes that happens when you have a team that starts to get into a groove offensively. And we've seen now a lot of players on this team start to get it going on offense. Julius Randle, again, 41 points. Uh, he's he's now on a tear. He's on an offensive tear losing, but he's on an offensive tear at this point. You have to say that definitively with the way he's scoring the ball. Um, so now you got Emmanuel quickly with a big game. He's starting to shoot the ball a lot better. Uh, we saw Quentin Grimes did not play well this game. We'll talk about that. Uh, played well, obviously, the last game. There are a lot of guys on the Knicks now. Even Deuce McBride started to make some shots. Like, I feel like everybody's starting to get into an offensive rhythm. And sometimes when that happens, you think you can just outscore people. And that's what I saw from the Knicks last night. That's what I've seen from them really during a lot of this stretch that they feel like their offense is moving so well that they could just kind of win these games on the offensive end. And they don't they don't have that kind of firepower, especially when you're missing someone like Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett. You have to be able to hang your hat on defense. And right now they're not doing that. Yeah. Um, listen, I've been I've given a lot of credit to Grimes when he's played well. We got to knock mm-hmm. him for his his no show last night. Um, one for yeah. 10, one for 10 from the floor, one from six from three um, just didn't have it. You know, whether it was tired legs from chasing Luka Doncic around through hell for for 50 plus minutes, um, you know, t- two nights ago. Um, Mitch Robinson was basically invisible, uh, yeah. scoreless. And in- maybe his maybe his worst game of the season last night. Right. And he had been playing well. Um, yeah. So, you know, you don't want to you don't want to destroy him too much. But, you know, scoreless in, in 28 minutes, uh, just six rebounds. Um, again, you know, maybe it was a little bit of the hangover from from that from that Dallas beatdown. 
And uh, outside of Fournier, uh, which we'll talk about him getting back in rotation, he was actually um, one of three Knicks in double figures. Um, Rose looks washed. Hardenstein oh, has been a has has been a mess. He just has not f- found his way. Um, you know, whether you want to talk about him, the Nick with Tibbs using him inefficiently, whatever the case may be, um, in the role that he's currently being used in, um, just not getting the job done was minus seventeen in fifteen minutes last night. Um, just just hasn't figured out a way to contribute. So sum it all up, and um, you know you have a very disheartening, disappointing loss. Yeah, and let's 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 stay on Grimes because Grimes uh, he had this this huge performance in Dallas offensively, particularly, and he chased Luca around. Even if Luca did have no, no historic NBA NBA performance, he, he did play hard in that game. And then you see him last night, and it felt like not just Grimes, but so much of the team just didn't have legs. They just didn't have that kind of energy to kind of pop. Like that was a game, and, and Breen said it at the time during during the game. I think it was in the third quarter where he said, or maybe it was late, early fourth. But he said, "You don't want to say a team wants it more, but it just looks like the Spurs wanted more than the Knicks." And and we could say want, but it could just be just you know the 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 will or or the energy to to get the game. Because I mean, they they beat them pretty much all the hustle stats you would look at in that in that game. How much do you do you contribute? the the big minutes that a lot of those guys played in that Dallas game to this loss because to me and to me it's like a one plus one equals two I mean you see uh, we know the way Grimes normally plays uh, whether it be not just you know what he can do offensively recently but then just the defensive effort and the hustle um, even he seemed to step slow we see Mr. Robinson we know how hard he plays especially on the glass he he, he guys lunch Aiton by Jaco Pertle a guy who's coming running, coming back from an injury who's playing on a minutes restriction and just dominated Mitchell Robinson. How much of uh, that 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 those big minutes do you do you contribute to that loss? Yeah, I mean, listen. To be fair, you got to acknowledge that 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 certainly um, it seemed like a bit of a hangover. Um, they talked about it on the broadcast just a step slow, loose balls, um, hustle mm-hmm. stats. They just they just went in the favor of the Spurs. Um, you know, it seemed like the the Spurs obviously second worst record in the West, one of the worst records in the NBA. Um, you could tell early on that they sensed that they had a chance to get a W, um, and they yeah. kind of you know, and, and they were excited and motivated and, and energized. Um, it's That's why good teams put their foot on the throat of bad teams early on and don't let them get an idea. Okay. This is a night, you know, we should really compete. We have a chance here. Um, let's fight. Um, obviously a very well coached team. Um, uh, we talked about Pop uh, on Thursday's podcast leading into yeah. previewing uh, Thursday night's game. Um, and I, I just thought it was funny and, and we'll mention it quickly. Um, one of the turning points in the loss to Dallas was the very questionable jump ball call um, late in the fourth quarter. We saw a similar situation. Knicks had kind of fought back in the fourth. Um, I think they were within seven. Um, looks like a loose ball tie-up situation um, off an inbound uh, with about a minute left. Um, and instead of waiting for a foul to be called or a jump ball to be called, Pop calls a quick timeout. Um, mm-hmm. right in front of the, their team's bench, which was the same situation that Tibbs didn't call a timeout. Um, so it's worth mentioning, um, yeah. you know, it's probably unfair to compare any coach to, to, to an X's and O standpoint to, to Popovich. Um, as we mentioned, one of the, the great coaches in, in league history um, voted one of the top 15 yeah. coaches last, uh, last year in that, in that um, 75th anniversary team. It's, you could make a case that he's one or two or, or certainly top three, top five. Um, but uh, it, it is worth noting. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you give a team like that life, 
um, a well-coached team, and they're going to take advantage. And again, you know, just just getting stops. Um, Keldon Johnson scored at will. Um, you know, yeah. he had, was quiet in the first quarter, two early fouls. Uh, you figure this is a night that, you know, maybe you can contain him. He ends up with 30 points. Um, so uh, a, a lot to look, uh, you know, obviously we'll talk about Houston on, on Saturday, New Year's Eve. Um, but this is a, getting to a situation now where, um, you know, you look at the big picture, back to 500. They are, yeah. they are just, if you, if you look at the standings, you know, they're only, you know, nine days ago, they were five games above 500, had the longest winning streak in the NBA. Now they have the NBA's longest losing streak. Now they're just two games ahead of the Raptors, who are the, even though they're struggling, they've lost three in a row. Um, Knicks are just two games ahead of the Raptors, who are the 11th seed. They're just three games ahead of the Wizards, who all of a sudden have won three in a row. Wizards are 12th uh, in the East. Um, so, you know, they, they, they kind of stockpiled those, those wins that are, that are important now. Um, but here we are on the eve of 2023 and the Knicks are 500 team, probably you know, a mediocre team, um, up and down, which we expected. Um, but, uh, you know, it looked like there was a chance that they had a, had, had a good opportunity to exceed expectations, um, nine, 10 days ago. But, uh, you know, here we are with the, with the 500 club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And when watching that game, and you mentioned, you know, Pop with this, the, the very savvy timeout. I believe the Knicks were only down seven at that point, around a minute left. The Knicks, you know, get a tie up, take the ball back. They hit a three. Now you're in a two possession game with, you know, about, you know, 50, 40 seconds left. And that's a game right there. So uh, Pop being, being, being shrewd there with the timeout. But like with with Tibbs, he, he, he went to Fournier. We knew someone would have to get into the rotation. You were right on the money saying that somebody was going to get in there. And you were right that, that it was ended up being. Evan Fournier. Fournier, it was interesting. He he played okay. He scored the ball, but like his, he just doesn't have like a positive impact on the team when he's out there. Like it's it's one of those things where if you want to look at empty numbers, like to me, he had empty numbers. Like he scored in double digits. He hit some shots. He had like a, a you know like a prayer three pointer uh, when the shot clock was running down from about thirty feet, and he can do that because he he's a good shooter. But he, he just didn't seem to have much of a positive impact on this team. But just watching Thibodeau these last two games and how he he's managed the rotation and managed the roster, it, it just makes me want to pull my hair out. You know, I'm watching this game last night, and we know that the Spurs play a lot of kind of combo forwards, and and and, and Kellen Johnson's playing a lot of four, even though maybe he's maybe more naturally a small forward. He's got Hartenstein and Sims out there, and like they have no chance. And he's putting out there a lineup of rows. And Hardenstein and Fournier, and they get they get killed like that. To me, that that game turned when that lineup came in in the second, in the, in the, at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter. Like though, though that lineup had no chance defensively, and it hurt them. The, the Knicks were in a close game, and then all of a sudden now they're they're down by double digits. So, wh- what do you think of kind of how Tibbs managed the decisions in terms of who he decided to play and how he kind of played these last these last few games again? I don't want to keep beating a dead horse because it just appears Cam Reddish won't play. But that, again, seemed like a game that Cam Reddish would have been perfect for considering how much Kellen Johnson got going. He would have been a perfect guy to throw on Kellen Johnson um, coming in as a back of four. Instead, he's playing Hart and Simmons together. 
Yeah, um, you know, as we talked about, it probably would be Fournier or um, Reddish that that inherited yeah. that, that that vacated spot in the rotation. End up being Fournier. Um, you know, again, Fournier gives you kind of what Fournier gives you: knocked down a three, um, had a bunch of other floaters, got to the free throw line once, um, and you know, scored eleven points on six field goal attempts. Uh, was negative nine in 17 minutes. But again, he played a, lo- a lot of those minutes alongside Rose, alongside Hardenstein. Yeah. I don't want to kill him too much. Um, you know, at this stage of his career, you know, he just does. He's just very limited on the defensive end. Um, it was that closeout at the end of the first quarter when um, Josh Richardson knocked down that three-pointer um, that, that that Fournier was a step slow. Um, but he contested it, you know, did the best he can. But again, he just doesn't have that athleticism, that pop um, to really cover NBA wings and NBA guards. At that it is so it is so noticeable, too. Like, having not seen him play right. for like a month, and you see how the team's been moving, how they've been rotating, and then he goes out there, and you just, it's like, oh, my God, this he looks like he's going in slow motion. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's that bad. When he replaces McBride, you're used to seeing right. McBride as that as wing off the bench, you know. And then, yeah, it's it's night and day the difference in in defensive acumen and intensity. Um, so yeah, it's just there's just you know you kind of you, you basically have to cover up for him on the defensive end and hope he gives you enough offense to to make up for it. Um, so yeah, I, I, and you're right. I thought in, in retrospect. You know, you don't expect the Spurs to get to score 122 against you, but given the way the game had was playing out and the defensive struggles the Knicks had coming into um, the contest, it probably would have made more sense to go with Reddish over Fournier. Um, and we'll see if if Tibbs switches that up going into Houston on Saturday night. Um, who have some dynamic wings, you know, Jalen Green. Obviously, he's a, he's a, he's a matchup issue. Kevin Porter Jr. point guard, um, Jabari Smith. So we'll see, you know, kind of how they they handle those those minutes, um, how those minutes are allocated in Houston on Saturday night. So yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't think that was the 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 cause of the loss or the victory. Um, and um, you know, Fournier did do, does deserve some credit yeah. for at least uh, you know for, for knocking down his shots. And yeah. obviously, he hadn't played in six weeks, so it's tough to expect him to you know contribute too much. Yeah, and um, and and maybe this is not the episode for it, but there will be a conversation soon about Isaiah Hardenstein's position yes. in this rotation. Like it has to happen because I just don't know what he's bringing, giving you at this point. And especially and, playing with Sims. It's it, like, that's that's what I was going to say. The four or five Hartenstein Sims. The numbers aren't bad. I looked at the two-man lineup this morning. Um, you know, they've. it looks like they're logging. Um, they're basically right around even plus minus. Um, they have a 0.3 plus minus. But, um, you know, just watching the games night in, night out, this, that, that, you know, it was worth an experiment, but that experiment has failed. Um, it's time to switch it up. And, um, you know, we'll see if Obi makes some progress. They could certainly yeah. use, you know, th- that's the one thing I was thinking last night is like this team is in desperate need of a spark, which is maybe why you, you, you enter in Cam Reddish. But that's something that Obi could provide um, just some momentum, some energy, some excitement, um, because the team just looks, especially on a night after the Dallas game. And as we talked about, they, they just seem deflated. Um, they could use some some Obi dunks, some East Bay dunks from Obi. Yeah. Just lift the the collective spirit of the team. Yeah, I think when you don't have, you're not playing Cam, and you have Obi out, you have RJ out, and you watch them last uh, on Thursday night. The 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 athletic profile of the team just looks totally different. Um, They're just a little slower, they're a little smaller, 
and 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 getting uh, two of those three guys back at least in, in Barrett and, and, and Topton definitely can make a difference whether you know, Cam plays or not. It's obviously uh, up for you know, debate or maybe not debate because he, he don't seem like he's going to get in at all. So uh, so so the Knicks lose. Uh, they are now at 500 on the season and have a five-game losing streak. 